Probably one of the most exciting episodes to date. Why is that? Because we have pizza in the oven. Oh, yeah. And so at some point, you will hear a beep, and there will be a 60-second countdown before there will be a brief intermission in the podcast <laughs> where we get pizza. And then the latter half of the podcast will be a pizza-filled episode. Yeah, post-pizza party. A post-pizza party. Yeah. Pizza post party. Post pizza party podcast. Oh man, it's just peeing it up in here. <laughs> Very good day here at the Bargain Den HQ where uh, last night we uh, we got to see, let me, uh, let me start all that over again and say it better with the words. Regardless of the pizza or not, it's a very good day here at the Bargain Den because last night we went and saw a tiny band play in a very tiny venue. Mm-hmm. And um, not not super well known. I'd yeah, be, be surprised if you've heard of them. Probably haven't heard of them. But they're uh, they're originally from Chicago, um, Illinois. Not the other Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we went and saw Fall Out Boy at the Chesapeake Arena, <laughs> <laughs> and it was a big show. Yeah. But there was one thing I was pretty disappointed in. What was that? Not a very frugal show. No. No. Not in the slightest. They really pulled out all the stops, made for quite the spectacle, but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as somebody who played in a band for almost a decade, got real close, you can do the same thing for, they could have, with a lot less money. Mm -hmm. I think they spent quite a bit of money on that show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know, Fall Out Boy, 10 out of 10 show performance-wise. I'd probably say like a two out of ten. I was thinking two out of ten for yeah. frugality. Yeah, Fall uh-huh. Out Boy. Wah, wah, not on the frugal <laughs> things. So we'll just take the entirety of Fall Out Boy and put them in the bar, the 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 not bargain not bin. Frugal. Not frugal mm-hmm. bin. Um, which was like moderately full, and now it's pretty tight in there. There's four sweaty boys in there now. Yeah. And they all fell in there, <laughs> and then they fell out, boy. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, don't you boo me. (laughs) Why am I surrounded by people who make terrible puns and then chastise for making puns? Because that's our typical reaction that we get. And it's somewhat a badge of honor to be booed for your bad pun. I am supportive of every pun that is made. And I appreciate that about you. Yeah. Do you? Thank you. (laughs) It's just, if you get a boo from a bad pun, it means it was really good. That's how they work. Welcome everybody to the Bargain Den, and it is a bargain podcast, a financial podcast where we go to uh, retail store. There's the beep, so we have sixty seconds to do this. We go to retail stores and we find movies and bargain dens or in bargain bins and things like that. We take them out at random and then we put them into a bag and then we pull those out and we watch <laughs> why, the bargain why do we movies. We make this the longest, hardest explanation. Well, so why did you interrupt me? So the, we put them out and then we watch them and we try to decide whether or not they're frugal or not. And then that's where we decide if we put them in the bargain bin, the bargain bin in the bargain den or the not bargain den bin. Um, I messed that up, but you get it. Uh, we will spoil the movies, so just a forewarning. So 
Does that make sense of what we do here? We try to figure out if movies are frugal or not? Yeah. Hi, I'm Donna. Hi, I'm Brandon. And welcome to The Bargain Den. This week, where we watch the movie... I literally don't remember. I know. I can't believe you don't remember. Ah, oh, we only have a couple seconds before the pizza goes. Maybe pizza will help me remember. Mm, interesting. Come on, you got this, honey. Come on. Oh, game six. There I it did is. It. Game six. Under the wire. There's, There's the, the pizza. My goodness. All right. All right. Donna's now walking away from the kitchen table, moving into the kitchen. She's turning off the beeper. And then she's going to go ahead and turn off the oven as well. She's hitting all the buttons that are needed to make that happen. She's putting on some oven mitts now so she can get the pizza out of the pizza oven. It's just our normal oven, but when it has pizza in it, it becomes a pizza oven. She's checking around, looking down, making sure that's where the handles are. Pulling open the door, getting that heat wave right in the face. There it is. Heat wave right in the face. I don't know how to get these out properly. You boy, I might have to go help her. Let's see if she can do this. She's taking a spatula now. Definitely going to melt that. Okay, here we go. She's putting the spatula under the pizza, doing a little bit of finagling. It looks like the pizza's fighting her just a bit, having a little bit of fight. Uh-oh. I heard a noise come from Donna. I wonder what that's going to mean. Oh, boy. I could really get up there and help her if I wanted to, but I'm really just kind of enjoying doing a play-by-play. Oh, man. There was a, there was a swear. I heard a swear come out of there. Oh, things are getting a little rough. Oh, will she drop the pizza? Will it make it to the thing? Oh, another swear. That's swear number two for Donna. Getting the pizza out of the oven. I hear the pizza hitting the cardboard. So that means we're making good track here. It looks like oh, we're on track. Oh, no, that's the third swear for Donna. And then here we go. Oh, look at that. That's a good-looking pizza. Pizza number one is out of the oven. Now she's going back for pizza number two. Will she go for that fourth swear? Will there be a fourth swear? That's what we're always wondering here. We don't know if that fourth swear is going to make it or not. She seems to be determined. Oh, and there's pizza number two. She kept it under three swears. That's pretty impressive, pretty impressive. Round of applause by the audience. Two pizzas out of the oven, looking great. This is Donna's rookie year pizza remover. And you know, she's been really a front runner here recently. Really making, making, oh, and now she's bringing out the, the pizza cutter from the drawer to really get that cut in there, to get that celebratory halfway down the side of the pizza cut. That was a weird way to describe cutting a pizza in half, but I did it anyway. You know, pizza commentating is a, quite an art. It takes a lot of time and energy and a lot of time away from the podcast of what we're going to be talking about. And I don't even know if I'm really talking loud enough for this to be audible in the podcast, so she might cut all of this out, and it may be for nothing. But we're going to take a quick intermission to put a bit of pizza in our face, and then we'll be right back to discuss this week's movie, Game Six. Call me anytime. Just ring three six two four three six. Hey, I lead a life of crime. Dirty deeds done dirt cheap. Dirty deeds done dirt cheap. Dirty deeds done dirt cheap. And we're back. All right, Donna just did a nice little. Uh, Musical number for the interlude there, I'm sure. What? You did to, to put in the music. You put in some music for the little break we just took. Oh, sure. Of course. Good. Good. Of course. Challenging you. So, now we have pizza in our bellies and wine at the tips of our fingers. Good way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, like, we have our hands in the glasses, just barely... Touching our wine. Tell us about game six, Duna. 
Okay, game six is a movie about the sixth game. And the Red Sox lose. That's the movie. So, Red Sox, frugal, not frugal. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, all right, game six stars Michael Keaton and Robert Downey Jr. Michael Keaton is a playwright, and Robert Downey Jr. is a critic. So, Michael Keaton has just come out with his masterpiece play. It's based on his life. It's a huge deal. And he's getting ready for opening night. Now, opening night happens to be also the night of game six for the Red Sox for the World Series. Uh, he struggles with like his childhood and meaning and what's going to happen if he gets a bad review because his friend did and couldn't write anymore for fear of bad reviews. Yeah, he's also getting a divorce because he's been cheating on his wife, trying to build a connection with his daughter, but it's not happening. And finally, he gets some advice to just shoot the play critic. Just shoot him. Like, you'll be doing the world a favor. So on opening night, he's really not sure what to do. He ends up, instead of going to and watching the play, which is very iffy anyways because the star role in the play, the man playing it, his memory is awful. He can't remember his lines. Well, he's got a brain parasite. Because of a parasite. He, he, he's one of the great American actors, but he's having trouble with his lines because of an illness. And instead of going to opening night, he, along with his cabbie and her grandson, go to the bar to watch the game and get some food. At the bar, um, he learns a lot of life lessons from his cabbie about believing in people. And his wife shows up and they talk about their divorce and it's pretty final. And then he realizes after the Red Sox lose that he is going to totally go kill that critic, Robert Downey Jr. So meanwhile, um, his daughter has actually gone to opening night and ends up leaving the play with the critic, who always goes out in disguises for his safety, so she doesn't know. It's for his safety because he tears apart every, every play that comes out on Broadway. Yeah, he's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> terrifying, because he tears them apart. So they go back to his super secret, somewhat apartment that's like a warehouse, and they're about to have sex, and at the same time as she discovers who he is, her dad, the playwright, Michael Keaton, appears. He's ready to shoot this guy. Sees his daughter. He's double gonna shoot this guy. And then he, as he runs out of bullets, Robert Downey Jr. catches the game out of the corner of his eye. And then they bond over the Red Sox and how much they lose because that's extremely important to both of them because they're both Red Sox fans and used to being completely let down by the team. So, yeah, then they uh, discuss the Red Sox and his play, and the critic actually likes it, says it's his best work yet. So the Red Sox may have lost, but Michael Keaton won today. Nah, 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 nah. Game six. Game six. Yeah. I would say now it's time. It was a good, it was a good fun movie. It was pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. It, was it was a ride. It was a ride. You know what else is a ride? 
Bargains. Bargains. Was this movie a bargain movie? That's a great question, Brandon. I would say up front that the mental price of loving a team so dearly, not frugal. True. Very true. Also, the mental price of putting out extremely pointed and honest, upsetting reviews on Robert Downey Jr. Also not frugal. He, um, he has to live a life of fear, carrying a gun with him, disguises, living in a warehouse. Agreed. But that warehouse living... That's frugal. That is frugal. Mm-hmm. Um, not paying for good infrastructure. There was a very weird scene and probably one of the more obscure and strange scenes of the movie. They were stuck in traffic. Michael Keaton likes to ride in taxis um, because he used to be a cab driver. He was in a cab with the other playwright that's his friend when the pipes start to burst and asbestos starts to spray into the air. Mm-hmm. So it was very strange. It didn't fit with the rest of the movie. Well, it, it felt like a, a tone set, like a metaphor. Right. But anyway, you got to pay for infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's going to come by, back and bite you in the butt. Yep. He's taking care of his dad. He wants... You know what that means. It's time <laughs> for... <laughs> this is, I didn't know what sound was going to come out of the phone, but I love this. I love it. Yeah. It is great. Tacos. Are they bargains? Tacos. Okay. I'm just going to leave this playing. I don't know if this is copyright or not, but I love it. This is difficult because it can vary with tacos. Like, if you're making tacos at home, it's pretty bargain. Like, the ingredients are pretty cheap. You've got a wide array of nutrients. You can do it at different levels for different um, diets. Mm-hmm. A lot but, of flexibility and functionality. It's true, but you could just make a sandwich. Why you would you? Donna, this is, the, this is the bargain, like, hour, like, power hour. You gotta, like, you gotta be ready. What are you doing? Nothing. Okay, so. Tacos, frugal, <laughs> not frugal. I've got to say that they're frugal. All right. Is that it? Yeah, I guess. Tacos, frugal. I kind of want to make that my alarm now. I know, it's I might really do the pleasant. same. It's very pleasant. I feel like I made a rash, rush decision. Well, it's too do, late. Do you agree? They're in there with, with the bees. Tacos and bees. I mean, you also got to think about, like, Taco Bell. No. No, I don't. Okay. Anyway, so... They're, they're not sponsors this week, so... All right. So, Taco Bell, you want to sponsor it? I feel like if we were to get... Spo- when we get sponsors, when we get sponsors, mm-hmm. they all become very frugal. I just, just a heads up, if somebody starts paying us money to talk about them, they're going to be frugal. True. True that. Financial advice. If somebody pays you to talk about their product, don't say they're a waste of money. <laughs> so just going on the record, I'll do my own. Donna did tacos. I'll do subscription services. All very frugal. <laughs> any, kind of, any kind of delivery to your door monthly service. Very frugal. <laughs> also, Wink. Super frugal. Get out of Wink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wink. Of, of, of the brands that should get out of us, Wink is probably one. For real. Then we could talk about the wines we get each time. That's true. Wink. Where are you, Wink? Today we're drinking boxed wine. Franzia. 
We could be drinking a bottle of Wink Wine. We could be. Talk boy, about it. we would talk about it something fierce. How it matches our flavor palettes. Perfectly for gluten-free pizza. Also, we'll probably have to get two different Wink things. Why? Because we've got different palettes. That is how it works, generally. Yeah, we are snowflakes. <laughs> that's what people keep telling me. Anywho. I dropped my pick. Too bad. Now I can't now I can't strum the comedy. I had plans. <laughs> you dork. <laughs> and you can't keep sticking it on your forehead. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I love you. I wasn't trying to copy you. You're just really cute. No, that's fine. We we can sleep in several rooms tonight. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't want to. Well, well, I should okay. have said that before well, you made that comment. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Back to game six. I have a tune stuck in my head. Um, so Michael Keaton takes care of his father. He's getting old, getting up there. Seems like his father's one of the only ones left, at least in town, of the family. And he's trying to convince his father to just move in with him, but father won't do it. I don't remember that. Yeah, because he, he loves where they grew up and... Okay. Loves her house. Sure. Apartment thing. And uh, that's, oh, that's a house. not frugal. So. Not moving in? Wanting your independence and separation so you can have your own privacy? Yeah. Okay. I mean, they could be saving money on the place. I guess I don't know that it wasn't bought, but still, I mean. It's probably owned at that point. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, baseball. 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 If we just keep saying it, things will happen. Hey, if you if you do if you say it, they will come. Feel feel the dreams. Dream dream field. He bought his friend a haircut. So not frugal, but frugal on that guy's part. Yeah. Man, Michael Keaton's a cool dude, ain't he? He was Batman, then Birdman, and he was Batman the superhero, and then. In game six, he was a playwright for plays, and then he made Birdman, where he once was a superhero, and now he's in plays. <laughs> God damn, does wow. Michael Keaton have some range. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Michael Michael Keaton. That's his full name. Did you know that? No, I didn't. It's Michael Michael Keaton. Okay. He's, uh, he's one of those double name fellas. Michael Michael Keaton. I've got another point against frugality. Against frugality? Yeah. Robert Downey Jr.'s character, he's got this big, like, birthmark on on his cheek. Right. And um, not frugal, because not only do they have to do... <laughs> his, listen, so, listen, wait, hold listen. Up, hold up. No, no I'm not no, done. No. I'm going to stop you and Brandon. change your words. So basically, I'm not done. Let me finish my point. God damn it! (laughs) (sighs) Not frugal on the movies end because I have to do makeup for his birthmark, and then the whole thing is he keeps covering it up with makeup. So much makeup. Come on, guys. But that was prevalent to the story. Couldn't he have just had like a bald patch or something? I mean, that would have been the same amount of makeup. (laughs) No, it wouldn't because he just puts on a wig, which he already does. But then Robert Downey Jr. would have had to have shaved a bald spot, or they yeah, would have had to have... Yeah, but that lasts a lot longer. The bald spot? Yeah. Exactly, and he's a working man. Maybe not as much as when the movie came out, because this was in the 90s, yeah, I that, think. Yeah, that would have been during drug times for drug time. Robert Downey Jr. 
I don't know. I'm just making a point. It's a lot of makeup. They had to use a lot of makeup for yeah. that movie. Yeah, there's a lot of makeup. <laughs> hey, life fact number 789. Movies have a lot of makeup in them. And costume work. His disguises. And there's lots of lighting in movies, too. True. And usually they have a camera <laughs> or two. What else? This movie didn't make me feel much. I'm sorry. It didn't make me feel all that much, either. I thought it did at the time, but in retrospect... I think it's going to leave my brain. That's why I forgot the movie that we watched this week. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like most of the time it'll keep in my brain, but it feels like one of those movies that you catch on daytime HBO when on a Saturday. That is super. That's a great description. And you you don't want to grab the remote because you just turn on the TV to to watch something and it was on and you're like, hey, Michael Keaton. Uh, and, And you left it on and now... You're like, I should grab the remote to see what movie's playing, and you don't, and you keep hoping something will make you either want to change it or keep on the movie. Yeah, I mean, the part watching the game was pretty neat. I don't know. Yeah, sports. Well, it had a lot of buildup. Yeah, most of it. And then it just kind of pooped. No, I mean, I didn't feel like it was it pooped at all. I felt like it was, I felt like it had its poop in a group. <laughs> it just... All movie, it was, like, these weird things happening, like the asbestos. And then, like, he meets an actress that played in the play that his friend wrote, which was torn apart by the critic. And everything's, like, connecting and meaning something. And there's a connection between the actor who's playing his dad in the play, forgetting his lines, and his dad in real life. Like, probably having dementia and forgetting things around the house. And it's all just building up this thick, rich, metaphorical tapestry with lessons. And then it kind of is just like, let's shoot things and then baseball. Not that it was bad. It was just very, eh, it pooped. You sleepy? You sleep now? Anyway, Brandon fell asleep, so that's going to be it this week, guys. Uh, Game 6 is not frugal. Thank you for joining us. We've got a real, real high atmosphere up in here. One member sleeping. So, it's a good time here at the Bargain Den. That's what happens when you eat pizza. Just get a little sleepy. Good night. Hope you all enjoyed it. I can say it, I can say it myself. I don't, I mean, I'd like your help, but I guess I don't need it. All right, everybody. (laughs) I felt that your anger was a little bit too real in that. (laughs) It was a bit. It was a bit of excitement is what that was. Trying to build tension. Overarching story. People will come back to episode 17 and be like, man, are they on the rocks? Is this 17? I thought last week was 17. No, no. Well, we should try 17. Ah, throwback. (laughs) I just don't have much to say about it. I don't know. That's why I was trying to think of something else to talk about. Or do. Or just sleep. Mm, Logging on to the bargain den. Password, 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 password now. It's pretty expensive too, like... Oh, it is episode 18. Yeah. Lots of special effects with all the asbestos and stuff. <laughs> we talk a lot about the asbestos. I should have done asbestos for the fucking bargain. Asbestos. Hold up. Let me pull up the song again. No. No? Asbestos, I can already tell you, is not frugal. I don't know. 
the health costs. Not worth it. Ease of finding it. Apparently, it's all under the city. <laughs> not in real life. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I've never heard of asbestos lines in a city. Well, the, the line, they weren't, they weren't like, they weren't like tubes transferring asbestos, but the sewer lining was built with material that had asbestos. But it made it seem like it was asbestos just flying through the air. Yeah, it did. <laughs> like, I don't know. In 2018, I believe it. That's another thing is when the asbestos thing happened... Uh, Michael Keaton and his playwright friend go into the nearest bar and they just spend like all day there eating and drinking. It's expensive. And it was a fancy place. All right, look, here's the thing. Here's how we're going to have to do this. Because otherwise I'll fall asleep again. We can't have that. What would Michael Keaton say? I think it's going to be based on Michael Keaton. You're going to have to do this. I'm not going to do a Michael Keaton impression. Yeah, you are. It would sound like this. I would, he's just an... Uh, Michael Keaton. Like, it would be just that. All right. Okay, oh, hi. I'm Michael Keaton. (laughs) Michael Keaton? Yeah, what's up? Is this a frugal movie? I mean, I can't... I don't know. What's frugal? I don't... I I don't know. (laughs) Did you see me in Batman? No, I didn't. I I saw you in Birdman. That was a good movie. Yeah, it was. Let me tell you. Did great. Thanks. I don't know Michael Keaton, uh... I just say my name as Michael Keaton. I just... I'm like a Pokemon, you know? Michael Keaton. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the only thing I know about Michael Keaton is he kind of does that laugh. <laughs> Where he kind of... His whole posture, like, adjusts to that laugh. Which is good for audio format. <laughs> Staring at me is not going to make something happen. <laughs> well, I thought... I was just hoping for approval. just get lost in your beautiful eyes. Oh. I was hoping for approval or denial on the bit creation process. I have nothing to contribute in my head right now. It's empty. It's blank. I don't believe that. It's it's what, that's so what Game right 6 now. did to me. Just nothingness in my noggin. I feel like we've been recording this episode for seven and a half hours. It's actually been eight. Oh. Eight hours. So that might be why that feels like that. Not too far off. See, that's why I can't do bits. <laughs> Yes, and. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, what's left? It's it's not frugal, right? I didn't get that from this. I, I thought it was relatively frugal. Well, how? How is it frugal? By its frugal means. I mean, they're fancy flay... F- fancy flay rights. Fancy flay rights. And, you know, it's not like... I mean, it did take cabs everywhere. That's pretty expensive. And then mostly just, just sitting in traffic as well. Letting yeah. that meter run. Letting that meter run. Alright, I guess it's not frugal. Not frugal. Meow. Blank brain. Michael Blank Brain. And Robert Downey Blank Brain. Also, Mr. and Mrs. Blake Brain. There are crickets chirping outside. I know. <laughs> I can hear them. I don't feel good about it. What has this movie done? Now I just don't like... I don't like this movie at all. I didn't have much of an opinion about it one way or the other, but it's left me feeling so negative. It's a very negative movie. I suppose. I mean, the guy is just negative in general. And he's obsessed with this team that he has a very negative connotation with. They always build you up and then let you down. He's got this very important feeling line where while he's 
towards the end of the night while he's stuck at that restaurant bar with the asbestos outside. The group of chefs is all eating at the end of their shift and talking about, you know, sports and baseball. And he has this deep poetic interjection to their conversation about how winning is easy, but it's the nuances of losing and all that that does to you and blah, blah, blah. And how good the Red Sox are at doing it. Yeah, Red Sox are the best at it. I think it's because I have to go finish kind of a report on baseball. Maybe that's part of my headspace right now. Yeah, coincides with our movie. I hope you have an easier time with your baseball thing than Game 6 did. It's about the magic number. What is a magic number? The magic number in baseball, that's where you figure out how many games that the winning team in a division needs to win to win their division. Is that just in baseball? Or is that in anything? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I, I assume it's anything. I mean, it has to do with the number of games in a season sometimes, so I think that that would fluctuate, but I don't really know what it's teaching us at all. What? The magic number or game six? The magic number. Or game six. What does game six teach us if it's not a frugal movie? The energy is the thing. That's yeah. what it is on this right now. We're not, it's not a good, how's, how's your energy feel? Eh. That feels pretty bad right now. So game six, positive energy wins the game, I think. Is that a financial advice tip? Yeah. If you want to win, you bring a positive energy. That applies to anything. You want to make investments, bring that positive energy. Yeah, that is actually pretty good for the movie. Do you want to walk this out on a downer note, or do you want to <laughs> do our best? Work? I would love to get out of the downer. Do you want to do like a like a Radio Shock Jock thing as we kind of get out of the? Downer? Yeah, let's do that. Go ahead. This will be fun because like I'm I don't have the energy, so like, what's your? Oh about? my gosh, Brandon! What? I feel like you're dragging me down right now, man. I'm sorry. Oh, stop! Well, okay. bring that pep, pep okay. in the voice. We'll get there. We'll get. I'm oh just, my I'm gosh. Just, I'm just letting people know, what, what, like from this point to the end of the episode, it's not real. I just know that. So just going forward, it's not, not authentic. Are you ready? Please. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the bargain did. Oh wait, that reminded me. Oh, Let's okay. go back first. <laughs> that was all. That was it. I don't have it. There was also this really <laughs> weird. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, was my weird. favorite part, but like the the traffic guy on the radio is just the most Night Vale-esque, like yeah. the weirdest thing. He signs off as Lone Eagle and it's just these crazy, like trippy reports of the, you know, traffic going south, traffic going east, traffic going north, traffic going west. We're all in traffic. Did you take your medicine today? Everyone's taking medicine. Is it helping? Yeah, I did feel like the whole movie was about like there's Lone gonna, Eagle signing off. Yeah, like it was gonna like I guess he was a Red Sox fan, but I was like I felt like they were gonna pull the curtain back at any moment and like there was gonna be like a monster, like it was gonna be Birdman basically. Yeah. Anyway, that was about my favorite part of the film. Yeah. So, all right, thank y'all for listening. This has been the bargain den. I'm Donna. And I'm Brandon. Oh, no one can even hear you. No, they can hear me. No, they can't.
Yes, they can. Okay, who are you? I'm Brandon. This week, as always, we want to thank Sarah Anastasia wow, 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 for our cover art. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. We also want to thank the Lounge Kittens for the use of their cover of Dirty Deeds. That's not how the song goes. Thanks, Lounge Kittens. Thank you to Anchor for hosting our show and spreading it to so many platforms. You can support us by becoming a listener on Anchor. Thanks, Encore. <laughs> Did I mess it up? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> That's all right, because you know what? We want to thank our listeners Thank you all for tuning in. Let's see if anybody new has become the bargainer. <laughs> oh, not even gonna pay attention. Not gonna pay attention to this part. Just ready to sign off on this part. Hey! You stop it. <laughs> Thank you, Quentin, for being our bargainer. <laughs> For like the 15th week running. I, I, we're on episode 18. was, I think. It wasn't, definitely wasn't the first week. It's true. It wasn't the second week either. Probably wasn't the third week. May have been the fourth week. But it also could have been the fifth week. <laughs> or could it have been the sixth week? It may have well been the seventh week. Guys. It was definitely not the eighth week though. <laughs> but was it the ninth week? Maybe. <laughs> we can count to nine, everybody. You know what, though, is for certain? It wasn't the tenth. Are you sure? I remember that one. Oh, right. We did super special ten. Mm-hmm. And it didn't go very well. Eh, it's all right. It's all right. It was just trickier than we thought. It's okay, Brandon. You just got to bring the positive energy to oh, win the sorry. game. Oh, sorry. Posy. Posy. Yeah, stay posy. You've heard that. All right, thank you all for joining us. Oh, I gotta proceed back into my persona. Hold on. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next Wednesday. Oh. Just kidding, we won't see you, but you can listen to us next Wednesday. That's when we're on Anchor and the other platforms. <laughs> That's when the episode posts. What? I've said my piece. I'm ready for your line. My line? Oh no, what's my line? <laughs> now you're like that guy. This could be it. This could be it. This could be it. This could be it. I don't think this episode makes any fucking sense. <laughs> Pinch those pennies. And stay frugal. Dirty deeds and the dunder tree.